All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition, the 31st edition Is it? of the Vitology Podcast. 31 flavors. 31. There's 31 different flavors this, out there. This is brought to you by Baskin Robbins. <laughs> Josh, oh, what's your favorite kind of ice one. cream? Okay, Baskin Robbins. I have a very clear one at Baskin Robbins. I Please mean, share? you know, because at different places, it's, it's different. But at Baskin Robbins, it is gold metal ribbon. Oh, gold metal ribbon. That's a gold sleeper. Oh, chocolate classic, ice cream really. vanilla vanilla with both of them caramel caramel right now yeah that's a good it. one oh that's a good one. it is it is all great right. all right i you know i remember as a kid going for gold metal ribbon right on. like that was that was what i, I like we, gold metal ribbon. we had a 31 flavors kind of down the street we could walk to it. I don't know if I remember walking to it that much. <laughs> I remember more driving by the it American way is why <laughs> would you walk when you could drive? That's a good, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, yeah. Yeah. How about you? Right on. Um, chocolate peanut butter. Chocolate peanut butter. Yeah. Love it. You know, that's an interesting it. one. I, I mean, that was like the peanut butter in, in the ice cream was one of those finds that I discovered later in life. Okay. And so um, now, clearly, I would I would choose to put peanut butter in most things. Yeah, why not? You know, um, yeah, there's there's a few that I wouldn't put peanut butter in at some level, um, but uh, but in ice cream, heck yes, yes. Now now though, um, I mean, I don't. I guess I don't go out to ice cream all that much. I don't know about you. It's not like I'm you know eat a ton of ice cream. And when I do, it's. I mean, I want like I want like top notch ice cream. Amen. I mean, like none of this, none of this cheapy nonsense. I mean, it was, you know, a Thrifty's ice cream growing uh -huh. up. I mean, because you could get it for like a buck um, for like a big old cone. I mean, that's awesome. And and so there, say different places, it's different ice cream. So there, it, I'm very passionate about the, the cookies and cream. All right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> you asked, <laughs> all right, now we're getting all into of this, this. Because it's the 31st episode. <laughs> <laughs> we did not plan to go there on won't a be a 30 second <laughs> <laughs> or if there is maybe we'll be just eating, eating the ice cream, cream in sponsored front of people. i like that yeah because that's what they that's what the people come to see yeah is us eating yeah. ice cream yeah no but i want like esco gelato or something like that Ooh, we should get a sponsor that, that is our sponsor. that would be awesome that I, they could sponsor anything i do yeah agreed as long as their ice cream of some sort oh, is in so that. good so good yep okay or it could be sriracha almonds. <laughs> Sorry. Now we're just grabbing whatever. That's What's random. here? What's here? That's random. All right. Yeah, but no, no. Uh, I mean, there's no like uh, soda water. What is that called? No, no, no. It has been one of those days. It's one of those days. Yeah, not enough time for it. No, I, I get it. On the phone while I walk in, uh, no water, no nothing to open. You know, it's just it is what it is. I know. And and here we are though. This is this and this so so here's. What we do every week is we, you know, we talk through sermon. And so just so you, you realize that what we're doing here is actually asking real questions, right? Mm -hmm. um, this was not prepared questions. We, we had no clue before that we were going to talk about 31 flavors. Am I right? That, that's, that's, that's the that honest truth. Just, man, that was just like radio gold right there yeah, too. Yeah. And it just <laughs> flowed, man. It was great. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but what we're going to do is uh is talk through 
talk through a sermon. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and really, this is an opportunity to dive in a little bit more, to ask some questions, and to grapple with some of the the theology, the the hermeneutics, or the the study of scripture that kind of brought brought you to to pull out the things that you did. Right. And uh, and so I I really really hope that this is a learning opportunity for you. Um, it is for me as we as we do this together and yeah, uh, and so so um we're excited to have you join in and so as always you can say hi in the comments and uh and carolyn like carolyn says she's on the road listening so right carolyn on. hi carolyn welcome i'm glad i hope you're not watching i heard she said listening that's good yes, let's not listen let's not encourage watching while driving yeah let's right. just let's just avoid that okay, okay. all right well um Okay, so we're in a series. Uh, we're in a series about a, a, a TV show about turning forty, right? Is that what this is about? No, 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 we're not. There, you know. Sorry, and I, have I wasn't paying attention. Not mentioned the show. This is us. And originally, um, all the branding yeah. ideas that came back to us were like, we're all... "Hey, this you, like basically just playing off the show." Yeah, and I'm yeah. like. You know, yeah, I really just with. want to go with the concept uh -huh. more than like to riff off the show. My hope is that like the the title does people go, oh, is he going to talk about that? No, he's not. OK, no, well, exactly. Um, exactly. So, no, it's not about a TV not show. Not about a TV show. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I, I should have paid more attention. It's about a church. And it's a about a church. Got it. And, Got it. OK. Uh, yeah, it's been a fun few weeks teaching through this, has. Josh. So I really have loved um, getting to dive into why we exist. What is it? What's the kind of church that we sense God um, calling us to become, and really, like, what's already in our DNA that yeah. we're gonna we want to point to and say those are the kinds of things that are the very reason that we exist. Yeah. Well, and I love it that that that, that a concept of this is us, and I'm joking, of course, about the about the show, but it that has this idea that that this is the real us. Yeah. And and even and I, and what you're doing is calling. And uh, um, I mean, encouraging us as a church, Emmanuel Faith Community Church, um, to be who we really are called to be. Called to be, yeah. You know? And I, I love that about it. And it's it's been an interesting journey because it's been it's stirred up so many positive things in our body. Number one, but also there has been some um, some people listening, and th they'll message me and go, "Well, I don't feel like that's true, right?" Huh. I don't feel like we are a hospital. Oh, okay. Um, because when I was hurting, they didn't what, mm. like, what, you know, fill in the blank, a mm -hmm. lot of, a lot of stories. Right. And so I, I want to make it clear. Some of these are actual, right? Like yeah. in a lot of ways we're living, living into these. Yeah. And um, we're telling, I mean, I'm trying to tell stories about that every week, but in some ways also that it's whenever you do a vision series, it's aspirational also, sure. right? It's going, Hey, this is who God is inviting us to become. So uh -huh. get on board, right? Uh -huh. um, and uh, be a part of it. So yeah, that's sort of the idea, right? It's aspirational um, and it's actual, hopefully, to some degree. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But but in all of them, I'm thinking of, I mean, there's so many things you could say about who we really are, like, right? I mean, as a, as a church, um, I mean, it's often been said that the, you know, <laughs> the, the greatest asset uh, that we have is the church. But also the greatest liability yeah. that we have is the church, right? Because because the the church 
is people mm -hmm. and people are sinful and we make mistakes and so we cause problems so like we're going to talk about today we are a family but we're a weird family but we can be a weird family yeah you said that <laughs> we can be a dysfunctional family even yeah yeah and uh and that's um in a sense i mean that's who we are but we're we're hoping we can be more mm -hmm. right yeah and so uh, there's there's some of that like you know man there's a we want to be we want to be a mission but sometimes we can be a country club right 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 and uh and that's that's not what we want yeah hmm. yeah so these are sort of helping people to reframe and to draw the proverbial bullseye right so that we mm -hmm. know what we're shooting at yeah. so that we don't just shoot at something and then draw a bullseye around it after totally yeah and you could do that with all those we're, you know, we want to be a temple, but, but sometimes we look like a movie theater or something like right. that, or like a, yeah. like a performance yes. or something. Yeah. Ooh. yeah that's, 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 that's really good. Yep. Mm. Okay. So this week was, we are family. Yeah. And, um, I really wanted to try to paint a picture for our church body of what that might look like in real life. Mm -hmm. And so this, I, I would, I would argue that of the mission vision that are very um, forward-looking and dream with me types of sermons mm -hmm. that this was the most practical of them all so mm. far. And I wanted to make it that way because I really feel like yeah. in order to be family in our current, current day, there's always challenges to living together as family, but I think we have some very real ones. Absolutely. In our current moment. You know? Yes. Yes. You you mentioned a study somewhere or something that yeah. said that we were the most divided um, in our country. We're more divided than even at the, at the than Civil any War. time since the since Civil then. War. Okay. Civil War. Okay. That's how yeah. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Can you believe that? Wow. And so part of I mean yes and no, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so no, that's one of those that things. Is... Yeah. Oh, I guess I can. Yeah. 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 Sadly, sadly, it rings true. If yeah, that yeah. it has that visceral sense of like, yeah, like I, ouch. Like I wouldn't have to see too many studies to go, yeah, mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. And and so I wanted to help people because I'm just interested in this yeah. kind of stuff, you know. Um that there is this uh fast company article that they wrote in 2015 where yeah. they identified something called a filter bubble, okay. which is essentially the way that algorithms work online and the way that you know all these people that love that make money off of clicks and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um all that stuff are working and the way that they are working is to so that for you and i to be you know essentially tracked and to know what we click on and what we like and what we comment on so that they can curate some sort of like unique soup that is delivered straight oh, to wow. us huh. that they know we will like Right. So, mm -hmm. and in doing that, what they also do is prevent news or information coming to you that they don't, don't. think you're going to like. Wow. So essentially what happens is our views get more and more reinforced, right? Mm -hmm. We start to see these same narratives, these same quote unquote truths showing up. Mm -hmm. And this isn't, this is a, a bipartisan thing. This mm -hmm. is, this is not unique to one side or another. This is, this is digital marketing and yeah. attention economy showing up in our inbox and on our newsfeed every single day. Mm -hmm. So this isn't employed by Trump. It's not a, a ploy by Biden. It's, it's a way that in our digital economy, people make money. Absolutely. And so what happens is, um, 
and I think that this is part of the fallout that we see is as we start to just get information that we agree with and consume information we agree with, and we're more and more uh, reinforced in our own convictions and our own mm -hmm. views. Um, I suggested on Sunday that the walls of our digital echo chambers mm -hmm. grow thicker and thicker and thicker. Mm. And so I think the implications for church are, well, we need, we need to sit next to somebody in a pew who's in that same echo chamber, right? And do we have space for somebody who may be in a different echo chamber, yeah. right? Because I think we're all in one. So it's not, oh, yeah. oh, you're in an echo chamber and you're not, you're bet. No, we're yeah. all in them to a certain degree. Yeah, we'd like to think that we're not. All of us do. But right. at some level, we are, I mean, at some level we're put in one by the way that all that stuff works that you're consuming. But we also, there's a part of us that likes it. Mm -hmm. that we want to we want people to agree with us sure and we want to read things that that oh that um that sound like it would fit me yeah you know we feel good about that and so we don't like people that are different in fact i think that's part of the uh, that's part of the issue that they've they've learned that we don't want that we like having a common enemy mm -hmm. and so, it, so everybody is it. painted as the enemy yeah instead of as family. Right. So huh. in, it, it was done in different ways, but this got really, really popular in the, uh, with the mega church movement and all sorts of things that sprung up like that. And, and really Saddleback was one of the key components totally. and players in this early on yeah. is this homogeneous unit principle yes. of that got rolled over into church growth right mm -hmm. so essentially if you want your church to be big if you want to reach a lot of people then create sort of a prototype you know saddleback sam or whatever uh, create a prototype and um and basically go after that target yeah and um and so here's the prototype here's who we're going after and the the people that are going to like this church are people that look like yeah. this talk like this think like yeah. this agree like this worship like this etc and because we like people who like us and look like us, right? And think like us, it's easier yeah. to build a big movement if yeah. it's homogeneous. Well, I mean, it's easier in a lot of ways. Um, one of them you were getting at is that people like that. Um, people, But it's also that you have a very narrow target. Right. And so all of your programming, all the things that you do um, are for, so that was a Saddleback Sam as a reference to uh, Saddleback really in their training, in their preparation, in their, as they planned what they do. Right. That's what they and talked this, about. And this isn't a knock on them oh, no, at no. all. This is just, this, this was their strategy. And it was. And it was right now, brilliant. It, it, <laughs> I mean, it, for what they it, were trying to do. It quote unquote worked. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It, very effective. I mean, it's a it's a business model that I mean, a lot of businesses have been, have been very successful for, you know, designing a product. Right. And you're kind of looking at one that mm -hmm. right, is mm -hmm. made for Praise a specific person. He's looking at an iPad, by the way. The. Uh, yeah, those those fruit. Demons, just kidding. Yeah. I'm at, which I have to. All right, um, I won't give him a hard time. Um, <laughs> it's a, what, what's that oh, yeah, watch that's again? A, that's a yeah. That's one of those. <laughs> I've taken a bite of the, the the evil fruit. Just kidding. Um, it has no reference to that. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, but they're very. It's a in a sense that business model was do do that one thing really really well. Yeah. And if you focus on that that very narrow target and do it the best you can, you'll you'll be successful mm -hmm. in 
you know, it, largeness and all that stuff. Like, yep. um, and once again, I mean, the people at Saddleback have been, um, they've had handled success well, oh, right? Yeah, a, a lot of yeah. a lot of people haven't. Rick is a and, yeah. wonderful leader. Yeah, just yes. amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so there's no no knock on on him. Um, no, it's just that that is a strategy. Mm -hmm. And one mm -hmm. of my goals was to say, as I read Jesus yeah. and as I read his strategy, um, or at least you know, it, it wasn't explicitly his strategy, but implicitly, I think we can go, gosh, it looks like yeah. he's trying to pull together people who wouldn't normally have been pulled together. Yeah. So, cause you, you this was an interesting passage. This is, this is the, the story of Jesus in a sense, kind of choosing his family. Yeah. Right. Cause he didn't have a biological family, um, you know, of his, of his own. Um, he had brothers and part sisters. Family, he was a part of family. Have, yeah, yeah. Yes. He, he wasn't married, didn't have kids. That's what I mean. Um, but he kind of chose some people to do family with, to uh -huh. be family. Right. Yep. And so that was the passage you chose. I, I, I think it's a great passage um, for this because of what you're just about to, to say. There's, he chose some unique people, right? Yeah. And one of the things that I, I loved as I started to study this, Josh, and, and really, the, the reason that I did choose it, because there's a number of passages in the New Testament that you can go to that talk about the dividing wall between Jews and Gentiles mm -hmm. being broken down, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that was a big deal in mm -hmm. the New Testament. So they're bringing together different ethnicities, different social classes, different genders that normally had been fairly ostracized, mm -hmm. right? And they're breaking down that wall. That's Ephesians chapter two, right? A amongst others. But I really, I wanted to go a different direction with this. And because we've, we've tackled that topic a lot because of mm -hmm. the place that we live and the type of church that we long to be and all those, all those things. So we've, we have addressed that a number of times, mm -hmm. but one of the things we, we haven't touched as much is what I see in, in this original calling of the apostle or pointing of the apostles is that there was an ideological diversity. Yeah. They had a diversity in thought about the way that the nation of Israel could flourish yeah. and become all that God designed it to be. Yes. So you have you have Matthew slash Levi, who's a tax collector and has sold out his country mm -hmm. and countrymen and is ripping them off, essentially, mm -hmm. taking mm -hmm. advantage of them. And then you have... Simon, who's a zealot and who's mobilizing his mm -hmm. countrymen probably to overthrow Rome. So exactly. So yes. you have one person who is he's in, you know, in bed with in Rome, bed with Rome. Sense, right? Like he's he's making money because of their authority. Yep. Right. And then you have another guy <sighs> who's probably got a dagger on yes. his leg at all times, and he's just ready to if there is going to be an insurrection, he's going to be a part of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And Jesus calls both of them. Yeah. To sit around that same table. Yeah. And and I'm sure there were others in between. I'm sure there were there were, I mean, I don't know if it, it doesn't quite say this, but I'm sure there were some that were leaning on the kind of more Pharisaic side of things. Sure. Had some of their teachings, you know, there we don't know for sure, I guess, of the of the 12 disciples, but clearly there were some people that were more like the Essenes that were more like we need to, you know, go away yep. and be on our own. That's John the Baptist the people, the movement. separatists, yep. right? And then there's maybe some that were more like the Sadducees. Yeah. You know, I mean, in that list, it, what, what's interesting, though, about it, because you're right, it's not the, 
it's not the obvious differences that we often see in the things we talk about today. And those obvious ones are just, I mean, they're literally skin deep though, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we talk about, about skin color and, you know, we talk about even, even ethnicity, um, which, I mean, that's uh, clearly very important, but like biologically speaking, there's actually, there's actually very little difference. Yeah. And so we, uh, humans are all very, very, very similar. What makes it, one of the things that makes us different is the thing that Jesus, Jesus picked on here mm -hmm. was that they, those guys were coming with different ideas, even about God. Yeah. Yeah. So this is because this, this has deeply rooted in theology for them. Right. So that what God, how God was going to interact and and move forward in the future was very closely tied for these guys. These guys disagreed. Oh, on probably everything. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. And I mean, even like, mm. and that disagreement had, had cost them. Yeah. Right. So Matthew slash Levi sells out, loses a ton of friendships probably. Yeah. Right. And becomes a tax collector. He's ostracized, but he's got friends who are tax collectors and sinners. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you've got, Simon the Zealot, you know, as I read about him, a lot of people said he's probably working class, you know, hmm. he's, um, but he's ready to <laughs> rumble and at any point. And so, yeah, they hmm. would have agreed on very little. Mm -hmm. And I think there's this picture of Jesus who is inviting these disparate positions to come and to sit around the same table, requiring them both to let it go. Yeah. for a bigger vision of the kingdom of God hmm. that neither one of them can adequately hold on to their view hmm. of like, we're going to, we're going to continue to sell our nation out and just make sure we're okay. Mm -hmm. Or we're going to make sure Israel flourishes at all costs. Mm -hmm. And both of them had to let it go for a bigger hmm. picture of the kingdom of God that Jesus was inviting them to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that's what that's what freed them to be family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, it's I'm, I'm all of a sudden now this doesn't directly relate, but Jesus has them let go. But he also says enough to each of them that that must have gotten them excited. I, I'm yeah. just thinking of, of Simon, like sparking up when Jesus says, I, I come to bring a sword. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Simon's like. Finally, yes, we're ready. <laughs> like, let's go. That's why I'm here. That's why I've waited this whole time yeah. for you to say that. Jesus, he pulls it out or something. I don't know. Totally. <laughs> no, it's just interesting that that it's it's a it's a it's a letting go for something else that kind of also somehow like brings us together. Yeah, that's the thing that that this the mission of Jesus, um, his way, right is is what ends up bringing them together and and they use their different gifts and even probably the things that that led them to go their disparate ways mm -hmm. is actually what brings them back together yeah really interesting yeah, yeah one of the things that and i didn't have time to hit this a whole lot i wanted to focus on the ideological differences because i do feel like that's uh, a pain point in our mm -hmm. culture right and and even within the church but it's um you have other differences sitting around the table too, right? You have fishermen who are probably illiterate and mm, rough around the edges. Totally. You've got James and John, sons of thunder, yeah, right? Right? Like their nickname is hotheads. 
Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> Did they get Simon riled up? <laughs> totally. Um, you've got Thomas who wow. becomes doubting Thomas, which I mentioned. I don't know if that's yeah. totally fair. I, I mean, yeah. how many people? Uh, we're, we're we're living so far on the other side of the resurrection that it feels almost totally. normal to us. Totally, you know? it, unfortunately, totally. like it shouldn't. But we get we've heard the story so many times. Thomas hadn't heard the story. No, Thomas Thomas didn't know, and so he's going. I sorry, yes. I can't believe it until I touch it. Yes, until and, I touch you and, and see you. And that's that's one of those things that I'm so glad that's in there because, like, a person rising from the dead was just as weird for them as it would be for us right yes. now. Yes. Right? Yes. That, that they It's not like they that were, they were used to that. That's just right. not a thing. No, nope. Just Didn't in the happen. way it's not a thing today. today. <laughs> That's why it is so special. That's why it's a thing. That's why <laughs> <laughs> that is. That is. And, and okay, I mean, this, I know we're not talking about Thomas, but he was the one uh, at uh, when Jesus went to go raise Lazarus that they go, you know, they go to Jerusalem. And, and Thomas is the one who says, let's go with you and die with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like, dude, talk about faith. So, yeah. Yep. Thomas is also the one who eventually goes to, I believe, India. Yes, that's right. That's that's the yep. that's the tradition. So um, so you have Thomas and then you have Judas, who Luke tells us, by the way, uh, spoiler alert, he's a traitor. Right. Yes, if you're I just know. reading through. <laughs> You're gonna. You're going. Wait, what? I know. Oh, Luke, <laughs> hold, hold I mean, on. Hold, yeah. some, hold some tension, Luke. <laughs> he gives it away, man. I know. But I don't know why. And I never. I. I just. I thought this was funny. I don't know if anybody else thought this was funny. Which I don't yes. care if they did. Um, I think it's hilarious that there are two Judases. Yes. It's a <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> hey, yes. I'm Judas, one yes. of Jesus's apostles, and they're like, "Ooh, no, not that Judas, the <laughs> other. I'm the other Judas. There's two. And I think most people go, "Really? There's yes. two? Huh? There's two? Sure enough. Some you don't them, say. They're back to back, right there. Luke chapter six, verse sixteen. Some of them never get a mention. Judas, son of James. I know. Very I mean, we get the mention, mention, but then yeah, nothing yeah, else. Yeah, nothing else. <laughs> nothing else. That's like, uh, that's like, yeah, yeah. There's, oh yeah, oh there's there's a, a bunch of them. They all have like, uh, you know, um, there's traditions of where they went afterwards. Yeah, and uh, and it's funny hearing the ones that went, you know, um, went everywhere else. It was, uh, um. So to to uh, I'm blanking on his name, yeah, Bartholomew, okay, which we don't hear anything about, also, right? I mean, he's got right. a good name, Bart, right? Bart. But he went to Armenia, so we got Bartholomew, right? On. Is what is what they said, yeah. Yes. So and you know, I got to go to where I, I'm pretty sure he went. I mean, it was you know that that was pretty cool. That's a different experience, but that but, is very cool. So these guys though, they're 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 coming together. They become family. Ah, oh, and then I mean, even just where we're going there so interesting they come together as family and then they're sent out on mission yeah and it's actually because they're family so wow okay yeah yeah all right that's yeah really that's really, a different sermon but but really cool really good stuff yeah so uh it it is a family but it's an awkward family it is it is it's like thanksgiving like you mentioned right <laughs> totally <laughs> but here part of my part of my thesis was that putting us together in a diverse family is not for the purpose of inconvenience or frustration, but for the purpose of formation. 
Yeah. That this is actually part of the deep work that God wants to do in our soul. And I think if we just lend ourselves towards homogeneous unit principle, mm -hmm. people have to think like me, believe like me, etc. then I think we short circuit some of the deep work that God mm -hmm. wants to do in our soul as we have to figure out how to be in community with people we disagree with. Yeah. And um, I think if I were to give the message again, I'd probably build more around that idea hmm. and push into it more because it was sort of something that um, I sort of stumbled across in my study and just time with the Lord of late, like later mm -hmm, in the game. Mm -hmm, sure. Yeah. I don't know if that oh, yeah, happens course, to you sometimes where you're like, ah, you're like, where was that Monday? Yeah, exactly. But, um, no, you know, no big deal. It doesn't really matter. I, I think if I were to do it again, though, I, that idea of not frustration, but formation yeah. when it comes to our differences, ah, yeah. I think there's something good there. Yeah. In other words, that, that, that God's placed us with differences so that it can it can help us be who we need to be so yeah. you know instead of you know just being around people that are like us i mean that this is part of the problem if 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 the church in particular was all leaders you know just like me or just like you um it might be it might be nice because people would understand what we're thinking right in some ways we're like oh you get me <laughs> yeah but it's actually really good to have people who think differently yeah who can like push back a little bit and say, wait a minute. Right. I don't know if that's the, that's the right way to think about it. Yep. Um, there's, we need, we need that. And yeah, that's, and that's very clear throughout scripture that we're all given different roles and, uh, you know, we've come to form one body. Yep. Yeah. So I tried to, like I said, I, I wanted to give some handles to say, what does this look like really practically speaking? And, um, so I get, I gave, Four things, mm -hmm. and I'll just briefly go through, and we can you can push into yeah, any of them it. you want or not. But um, hold opinions looser than essentials, mm -hmm. and uh, I think that just starts with us identifying that we all have opinions, yes. we have preferences, yes. and some of those are informed by scripture, and are you know even some of those would be in line with truth, um, uh, or at least informed by them uh, sure. by it, but. Um, I think we have to say, gosh, this mm -hmm. is the, really what I prefer. This is my tradition. Even mm -hmm. this is the way I think things should be done, mm -hmm. but you know what? The scripture isn't clear on this. I, I use yeah. the example of style of worship. Yeah. Right? That's a great preference mm -hmm. thing. I prefer classic. I prefer uh, modern. I prefer a contemporary, whatever. Mm -hmm. There's very little about form of worship in mm -hmm. scripture and what it should look like. Mm -hmm. So those are more opinions. They're not, they're not essentials. And I yeah. think for us to be able to admit we all have opinions and preferences, it's not a bad thing. Um, it's just a bad thing if we hold on to them or put them up alongside of essentials. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, I mean, one of the questions and um, I, I actually, someone asked this question um, and it, it basically was this, how, how do you know when you have a, preference an opinion and how do you know when that opinion or preference is actually an essential one yeah right you know i mean um because we want we we want to major in the majors right and we into minor in the minors like we don't want to to spend too much time worrying about the things that, that, are, that we disagree on right but um and this could be a whole podcast right probably I mean, could <laughs> there could be a, there's a lot in this yeah but uh but how do we know? Because because here's the problem. I think a lot of people, 
a lot of people want their opinion. They work hard to make their opinion sound like it's essential. I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I guess you, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I, I, I heard have it, a tendency. I think we all do. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying, yeah, I'm in that boat, man. Yeah, like, yeah. and that's why our, our opinions, we hold them so close sometimes, especially yeah. as Jesus followers, where we can go on, on something. Well, like, okay, let's use the worship style example, yeah, right? Yeah. I can go, well, it says to worship God with a harp and a lyre, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But that's why I like a certain kind of music exactly. or, uh, praise him with drums and cymbals, uh-huh. right? That's why I like a certain <laughs> kind of music. And and so, I mean, I think even when it comes to our hermeneutic, we can try to force yeah. our opinion or preference into it or out of it as yeah. the case may be. But I think, so one, I would just say that scripture is our foundation. Uh-huh. Um, I'd say that uh, being in line with the historic church uh, as what we consider orthodoxy uh-huh. is pretty important to me. Um so I would be more interested in creedal types of affirmations mm-hmm. about who God is that have withstood the test of time, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, for example, the Apostles Creed, Apostles Creed yeah. that was written in roughly 200 AD, something like that, maybe earlier, yeah, exactly. 140 mm-hmm. started, uh, and it, you know, in however many hundred words it is, essentially says this is the core of what we believe mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's something that christians have affirmed mm-hmm. for 1800 plus years right yeah, yeah. so i'm going those are essentials yes. right yeah um and not to say that nothing else is but i at least want to start there mm-hmm. and and then start working my way out and trying to ask honest questions is this an essential or yeah. is this yeah a gray area yeah but you're right. I, you we know, could do a whole series on that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we've and we've already talked about it longer than the than the the girl that asked me this question. Um, and I, I think you're exactly right. And I just said, look, I mean, I said the best way I can say it in a few words is that um, what gets us closest to the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, you know, I said really the idea that Jesus is Lord that's the most essential. Yep. There's a lot in there, man. You can you can pull that out. But if there's anything that doesn't that that uh, um, we can believe a lot of things that doesn't really affect that, mm-hmm. you know. So worship style um, doesn't affect the fact that Jesus is Lord, right? Yeah, yeah. But the Trinity does, right? Right. Um, you know, that's, so that's a that's a very important thing. Now, this is where um, we could we could go and there's a lot of nuance there, yeah, and everything, and because there's even things that are that may be true, but not essential. Right. Ooh, and that's so this is these are some things that uh that you can go into. Okay. Um it it may, you know, uh, I won't uh I could go, oh man, we could get we can get into dangerous water. I was gonna say I'm glad you didn't go whatever <laughs> you were going to, I was like, ooh, ooh. Uh, I know this, you kind of want me to, huh? No. Uh, no, let's all right, it. let's, let's leave, leave it right it. there. Okay. <laughs> no, but you're right, you're right. Um, uh, there can be um and obviously, when we get to uh, glory, we will <laughs> figure out that we were probably wrong on some things, yes, right? Yes. All of us will. All of us will. And uh, I think there's there has to be a posture of humility when we hold some of the doctrines that have been hotly debated since the inception of Christianity. Yes. Right? Yes. Things like 
eschatology, yeah. things like, I mean, we could yeah. go on and on and on, right, of doctrines yes. that have been debated for a long time. It may not be uh, the best thing to make essentials out of those types of things, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so like end times, right? End times, that, even. That, you know, the question is, is anyone right? <laughs> or is there going to be one guy who's like, yes, nailed it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> nailed and, it. Uh, yeah, I've often said that um, if like a meteor hit us all right here and we all enter into the pearly gates at the same time, we're just going to hear a collective. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's totally. Be, like, Okay. Yeah. And now oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. And and that's okay though. That's okay. See, the I think in our um in our idea of what it means to be a Christian, we've somehow got this idea that we have to have all the information right. Mm -hmm. That it's a very cerebral, um, you know, head knowledge kind of thing that we have to know everything. And so if if we admit that we might be wrong. Right. That's dangerous. Mm -hmm. And what, what you're telling us to do is to admit that I might be wrong, that yeah. I have an opinion. I saw someone wearing a shirt that said, I might be wrong, but I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> there you <laughs> I thought, go. I thought it was great, but at least the shoe's admitting. Very few people hold opinions they think are wrong. It's true. So, well, uh, of course. Implicit within saying, this of is course. my opinion, I'm saying, I think I'm right. Of course. Uh, but I think a posture of humility would, would also say, there's a small chance I might be wrong. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And if we disagree, there's a pretty good chance that I'm right. <laughs> I'm, just <kidding. laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, so I believe until you show me that I'm wrong and then I will change my mind and I will no longer be wrong. Yeah. So yeah. There you is. go. Well, in this, so this is not about not having convictions, right? I mean, we That's right. like, That's right. I, we would encourage people to have yes. strong biblical convictions and yes. to be able to explain why you stand where you stand. That's a really, really good thing. Yes. But to be able to differentiate between this is a strong conviction that I have and I think I'm right. And this is an essential core tenant yes. to the faith. And that means if I'm wrong, the whole thing falls apart. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that, that kind of, I've heard that talked about as a, uh, as a hot air balloon. Hmm. idea of theology or the Bible or something that if, if, if you don't believe this, this one little thing, then it's like a pinprick that just pops the whole thing, right? It all falls apart right. or even worse. It tells somebody else, well, you're not, you're not one of us. Mm -hmm. So you're not family anymore. Yeah. You are out of the family because you believe something that's, you know, isn't essential. Yeah. And that's, that's just, that's just terrible. That's clearly not what Jesus, uh, he didn't believe that because otherwise he would have chosen people that all look the same. Right. 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 So, okay. I love that one. So uh, you had a, a second, three uh, more. Yeah, yeah, I do. Sorry. I'll speed it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, get curious instead of getting offended. Uh, and this is easier said than done. I, I'll just admit that for me. Um, and I, I use this, mm. I, I wrote this line and, and I do think it's true, which is why I wrote it. <laughs> But it might be good, my good. opinion. It might be wrong. Okay, good. <laughs> Way to go. Way essential. to live this out. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. When we get offended, we think we're justified. When someone else gets offended, mm -hmm. we think they should get over it. <laughs> yes, I love it. Is this when? <laughs> is this when you said we all think that, or like eighty percent of us? Think yeah, that we, yeah. That was yeah. when I cited the study. Eighty-one percent of Americans think people are too easily offended. Yes, and I'm going. Some of these people have to be the same people that are too easily offended. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. I love it.
a hundred percent of people think it's your others are too easily offended yeah okay yeah anyway interesting so get curious i get curious i just just love that and that i think that see um i think that we've we've associated faith with certainty and that that faith probably it'd be better to, to associate that with curiosity with like Oh, like what faith does is puts the right questions in our in our mind about yeah. like how did God do this? Why did God do that? Like how cool is that? Because it's it's not um, not saying that we've got it all figured out, but that we know the one who can. Yeah. Right? Yeah, ah, that's really cool. Yeah. So, and I think I, I think just being generally curious is probably a good thing. It's mm. part of being a learner. It's part of trying to understand people. Um, and so I think, and I do think it's a skill that people can learn, right? Mm. Some people have a natural aptitude towards curiosity mm-hmm. and others um, w- could learn it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the third thing I said is choose contribution instead of consumption. Mm. And the way that this like boils down to actually affecting family and relationships it's a lot harder to be critical when you're contributing, oh. you know, I, because I think yeah. you start to see, yeah. yeah, we could probably do that a little bit better or yeah, but I'm invested yeah. and I'm involved. So yeah. instead of, instead of making, instead of getting critical, man, the question is how can we make it better? Oh yeah. Or, Cause I'm a part of it. Or when you're contributing, you're like, Oh, that's a lot of work. Like you yeah. start realizing, oh, that's harder than I thought it was. So yeah. when you stand back and are just critical, you know, you don't, you're not seeing all the things that people are doing necessarily, right. all the steps that it takes. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so I use this analogy of like, are you like when, when we come to church, are we going to a restaurant yeah. for dinner or a friend or family's house for dinner? Yeah. And you, you have very different approaches mm-hmm. when you show up to each of those environments. So. And, and then I, you know, I couldn't help but think that it's not like going to your, you know, being a teenager eating at home <laughs> because that's the other one. Cause why did you make this mom? Yeah, bingo. <laughs> that's yeah. we've got nothing to eat. We're <laughs> just full. I know. Absolutely. And I mean, how many times have I said, don't you dare talk to your mom like that who made this for you? Yeah. You don't have to make anything. Uh, yep. <sighs> All right. Sorry. That's okay. All right. And then um, I, did, yeah, I did talk about the, the new command Jesus gives, right? Love one another mm-hmm. just as I've loved you. And, and it was interesting to me to think about this, these original 12 apostles yeah. sitting around this table, hearing this command from Jesus yeah. and just imagining Jesus like pausing and looking at Simon and Matthew and oh, yeah. going, yep, talking yeah. about you guys. Even you two. Even you two. Uh, I'm talking about you. And the, the challenge is to pursue hmm. unity around agape or love hmm. rather than just affinity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, I love that because here's the thing. After being together for so long okay because that that's that comes at the very you know at the end um you know uh, they're they've been together you know presumably about three years or so mm-hmm. they have um they've realized what's really essential yeah right they've already started to you know to realize that yeah they still may have opinions but those aren't the essential ones right yeah. they've they've started contributing together mm-hmm. right so they they've 
they're in on this together. Yeah. And so they're not just critics anymore. So here they are moving together um, in this. And so it makes it much easier to love each other. There was, there was one more that. Oh, and forgive. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're able to, they're able to forgive. I really, that's really good. Yeah. So that was sort of the idea of this. We are family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I mentioned uh, (laughs) during the message that um, you could probably save those four things and just, you know, keep them in your pocket at Thanksgiving or (laughs) whatever. And they might, they might be helpful. My hope is that they will be and that people would be encouraged by them. So, yeah. I remember thinking, um, Ryan, you're asking too much. (laughs) Not a Thanksgiving. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Not a Thanksgiving. (laughs) Not that. Not with my family. Oh, no. Sorry. I love you all. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) No, that's, I love, that is, like you started with, I mean, that is a, it's, it's practical. Um, It's practical with family. Um, It's practical in friendships. I think these days, that that idea of an echo chamber or um, a place where you're hearing the same thing repeated, right? Because mm-hmm. that, that's what you know. You you say something and you just hear it back, yeah, right. And so we can be in in rooms like that, in places like that, environments in our Facebook feed or whatever that is. It just sounds like the same thing, and so uh, we get formed mm-hmm. when we run into others and and especially other believers yeah. who are on the same path um and the thing that i find interesting is that (laughs) that there are believers on all the different sides of the big arguments today yeah there really are there's like really really strong believers Mm -hmm. on you know and and while i think some people get confused by that and think like how could you um and i think they've been told that that's a problem but I think that's one of the things that makes this church, the church so strong mm-hmm. in general, is that there's people, there's people on all sorts of sides of issues. They're just really going after it because of how they see Jesus. Yeah. Because of what they see as essential. And yes, they may have the same problem where they feel like the other side, right? You know, is, is terrible. I, I get it. We all fall into that. But if we took a different stance and, and appreciated some yeah. of their efforts because we can't all we can't all be about everything. Yeah. Right. No, we can't. I mean, that's so, true. It's good that we have we have others. Yep. And it's yeah. good that we're different. Man. So there it was. We are a family. Man, I wonder, Ryan, this just makes me I, what I wonder what we okay. We are a family at at a man of faith. And once again, we're uh, this is aspirational. Right. I'm wondering what it is that that we need that's different. Like they, here in Escondido. Mm. I mean, uh, you know, the the church at uh, Emmanuel Faith Community Church. Yeah. Um, what kind of what kind of inputs do you feel like we need? What kind of people do we need to challenge us to that's a good question. To grow as family. To grow, to, to be formed as the family that God's called us to 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 be. Yeah, I, I think that we need to create a little bit more space, mm. right? Like, I think in this season, um, this our COVID season, right? And politically charged, racially charged, all of that. I, I think that a lot of us have sort of doubled down on our convictions mm-hmm. and 
inadvertently demonized people that don't share those. And so I did share early on in our message that, um, it, it to me is disheartening that people are leaving churches, not, not just manual faith or other, like all across the nation, they're leaving churches that whose theology they agree with mm. to go to churches whose political platforms they agree yes, with yes. and who they don't necessarily agree with their theology. Right. So I, I would love to see the other, it the other way around. Mm-hmm. We're convinced of these essentials and for mm-hmm. us, Jesus is the essential. And there's a lot of things that we, that we agree on and we may not agree on the way that yep. we think that politics should happen. And yeah. That that is without saying it, that was that's what Matthew slash Levi mm-hmm. and Simon disagreed about, mm-hmm. right? They're they disagreed about the political ideology that would lead to the flourishing of the nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. At its that and so I I just feel like we need to extend more grace to one another mm-hmm. and to assume that people are can be. Uh, wholehearted followers of Jesus and disagree with us mm. on political issues, things yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I, I think the future of the church, um, we're going to need to wrestle with that. Mm-hmm. We can't, the church can't be a political echo chamber, I mm-hmm. don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's good. The, the, our, our echo should be Jesus is Lord. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, may his kingdom come, may his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. That That is the echo chamber of heaven, and it should be the anthem of the church. Mm-hmm. And um, if if something else is, then I would say fundamentally it's not the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. And man, as I... If, if, if you don't mind, I mean, I'm, I that question yeah, came yeah, to me. Yeah. I, I want to... Take a stab at it. I think that uh, I think what I would I would I would say. I mean, I I completely agree with that. But I think the other thing that we need at Emmanuel Faith, um, we need people that we need to be interacting with people who don't believe the same thing we do, even about the essentials. Like I, I, this is where I think that, and obviously, obviously, the church is, and when we when we gather, we're gathering as believers, but. I want the church to be a place that's open to people who believe differently so that so that they can believe, so that we can be reaching out to them, so we can be inviting them into relationship with Jesus. Um, that when it's when we just get in our kind of Christian bubbles, mm-hmm. when we live our life, when we go to school with the same people, when we, you know, we work with the same people, we interact with the same people, we hang out with the same people all the time, that uh, all kind of believe the same things, act Christianly. All those things, we start losing, losing our connection with who people, yeah, what our world looks like, and that's why we're together is for the sake of others, right? The ones that aren't here. So I just love it when we have uh, we have uh, new believers come in who yeah. who I love it too when they don't they don't necessarily know what they're supposed to do. I love that, and yeah. that's the best because yep. there is no supposed to almost those things, right? Totally. Um, it's not it's not about that. I just think we need to be a place that's open or investing in those relationships outside of the church. Um, I've heard some people talk about um, the church as, as much bigger. Um, I heard a pastor talk about his church and he says, 
man, our, our church, our church is 300,000 people. I was like, what are you crazy? He's like, oh yeah, most of them don't, don't know that they don't come to church yet. <laughs> They're not coming to church yet, but there are 300,000 people in the city. And so um, that's my church. That's where I'm going after. I think that's a neat, that's neat cool. attitude. I like that idea. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff, man. I know. I know. Well, um, what do you think? We got, it's, uh, it's, we're, we're 50 some minutes in. I'll, I'll do a quick, uh, can we I do, bring a book. Okay, good, good. I, I had a book idea too that, I mean, I'm, I might look up as you bring it up because your, your book is, is launching into, into next time, right? It is. It, it's getting us ready for, um, this coming weekend. Yeah. I need to get the pretty cover up. I don't know why. Uh, oh, I, I, I saw it for a second. I know. Where'd it go? I saw it for a second. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm on Kindle today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. But while you're doing that, I should. Dun, 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 dun. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan brought a Kindle. I did bring a Kindle. Let me. Let me I can't. No. Can't uh, edit this. You brought a Kindle. And uh, so we may. <laughs> We, we may get to the the pretty picture. I, I know I can do it. I don't it. know why. It, look at, I can this do is it. The... <laughs> All right, you guys. So don't judge a book by its Kindle cover. Um, okay, so here's the book for this week. Those of you that know me, this is not going to be any surprise. Uh, I am coming at you this week with some Dallas Willard. So right. I have brought a book that happens to be in my top five books of all time. And it is entitled The Divine Conspiracy by Dallas Willard. I highly recommend it. And so here's where uh, we're going this weekend. All right. Uh, this weekend, we're talking about we are a classroom. Yes. And uh, Dallas is one of the people that has reshaped my thinking about Jesus, mm -hmm. maybe um, more than anyone else. And he writes about, in this book and other places, he writes about Jesus being brilliant. Yes. So we typically put Jesus in the category of spiritual guru, spiritual knowledge. And um, at one point, Willard says something to the effect of um, Jesus wants to teach us how to live our whole life, yeah. not just our quote unquote spiritual life, wh whatever that means. Mm -hmm. Right. And and so as we talk about being a classroom, uh, the question would be what class do we enroll in when we become a disciple and the i would say it's phytology mm. right it's the it's how do we live the full life yeah. that god designed us to live yeah. what does that look like what does it require of us and and how do we do it and so without giving away the entire uh message and where i'm going um it is uh, to me, important that Jesus in the Great Commission tells his disciples to teach people how to obey him. Mm -hmm. His his expectation is not that we would agree with him. His expectation, or only, only it's part of it. His, his expectation is that we would obey him. Yes, and um, and so uh, that's where we're heading. But I think Dallas will, especially in chapters, I believe they're eight, eight and nine. Uh, chapter nine is entitled "A Curriculum for Christ Likeness." Mm -hmm. Um, which is, I, I think, just wonderful. Mm -hmm. The chapter right before that also starts to um, reframe this idea of Jesus as teacher, and um, the whole book does that. But mm -hmm. the book is about the Sermon on the Mount, yep. and um, it, Willard, if you've never read any Willard, uh, then I'd say <sighs> this wouldn't be a bad place to start. It's not an easy read. No, it's not. It's not. It's a 
but it's a it is one of those that will change the way you see things not not in um it'll bring to light so much um from the scriptures yeah. so it's not like necessarily teaching anything um outside of the scriptures it's no. it is but it it he has a way of explaining what's going on specifically at the at the sermon on the mount yeah that is um just kind of makes it fit yes in a way that um uh, so much of the teaching about the sermon on the mount has not fit um, yeah it's been it's often even been taught as if it's something that um that is not supposed to fit <laughs> okay yeah. that's how that's how that's how countercultural the th that teaching is and this is where this divine conspiracy um that that god is weaving into the world right he's 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 giving us this this plan yeah that is unique and somewhat crazy and you know somewhat yeah. like just just enough though to say we want in yep right oh, i just love so it so good i love it oh so okay um your homework is to have that read by sunday <laughs> <laughs> and uh we'll get back enjoy enjoy now um definitely definitely worth the read but uh um but one to sit with and uh oh, and to go over again again i i definitely would agree with that yeah i use it i mean I've, I've i've read it a few times but it's one of those uh books that i use sort of as reference also oh, yeah yeah um so yeah absolutely we made the mistake once of teaching that to uh, with a bunch of high school students because right it was like it just come out and we were like oh i love this yes but then we realized yeah maybe that's a little, little much a little much <laughs> that's what that was an intern back then that's hey. what that's what you do yeah. you just you like hey i got this this is, this is great i know i know um well awesome all right well, man. ryan thank you so much everybody thank you for joining us whether you found us on youtube or on facebook or on our podcast feed we're so glad to do this with you as Thank always. Your comments, Connie, good to see you. Join ya. in. Caroline, yes. Good to see you. Others, grateful for you. That's right. All right, everybody. Until next time. Blessings. We'll go see you. Go study life.